Hey guys, on this episode of the Physique Business Podcast, we interview the founder of Inside Fitness Magazine, one of Canada's top fitness magazines, Terry Frendo. I'm your host, Corey Swergoss. You can follow us at the Physique Biz on Instagram and Facebook. If you're listening to this on either Apple iTunes or Spotify, we greatly appreciate it if you could give us a review and subscribe to our channel. We have a number of incredible episodes coming up for you, and we are pumping out content all of the time. You know, Terry started back in the day with Muscle Mag and Oxygen, working there, going up through the ranks, you know, to eventually starting his own magazine. He's been around the game for over 15 years. We're super excited to have him. We would pre-record this episode. He's got a lot of really good tips for people and athletes looking to get published inside of his magazine or any magazine and things that you can do to improve your chances to being a cover model. Welcome to the Physique Business Podcast, making money in the fitness industry. You've spent hours in the gym, sweating buckets, crushing PRs, and lifting a ton of weight. Now it's time to turn that passion into a highly profitable business. Here's stories and tips of proven methods for starting and scaling your business in the fitness industry. And now your host, Corey Swergoss. Hey, Terry, welcome to the Physique Business Podcast. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. You are certainly an OG in the Canadian fitness scene. How have things been for you since the pandemic has started? Hey, Corey, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, it's been very interesting to say the least. Uh, I like working from home. You know, I'm certainly a homebody, but this is definitely overdoing it. That's for sure. Totally, totally. Let's bring it back all the way to the Muscle Mag days. And how did you get started in the publishing game? Oh, Muscle Mag. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there was a, a little newspaper called the Penny Saver. And uh, <laughs> there was a job. There's just a job that was advertised for Canusa products, which I didn't really know what that was. And I went in and I saw I was on airport road and, and literally just applied. I met with Robert Kennedy and the team there. And I didn't even quite know what job I was going for advertising, but I didn't know if it was going to be, you know, manager or coordinator. And um, after meeting with them a couple of times uh, and, and having read the magazine before in my youth and being familiar it was, it was, I was dying to get this job and, and they offered it to me. And, and uh, really it was just like a, a blessing in disguise. I just finished college. And I was working as security guard the week before. And then right after it was in uh, March of 1998, they offered that gig to me and I jumped all over. I didn't know much about, honestly, about the supplements to be, you know, at that mm -hmm. time, I just knew what, you know, muscle tech was and, you know, twin lab and all that. Totally. Like, were you already in the fitness world or were you just looking more for an advertising and, and, and marketing job? I was looking for something in media, you okay. know, I, uh, I went to school, I did business and marketing and I knew I wanted to be involved actually in radio. That's actually where I really wanted to go. And I applied for like Chum FM and all that. And I didn't have any luck, but, um, I, I'd known the magazine, but I can't say I was definitely, you know, in, into bodybuilding that much. But when I saw the opportunity, uh, that was basically something I just wanted. I was gravitating towards, you know, and it's funny, the jobs I didn't get, I just watched the documentary the other day. I applied for a job at Blockbuster and Crazy. I didn't get that job. And that was like probably a couple of weeks before the muscle mag job opened up. So things are, it's funny how things, you know, work out in life. Totally, totally. And I mean, you are uh, obviously, you know, the fitness industry changes, which almost seems faster than any other industry 
you know, and it seems like on a daily basis, the, you know, the market is always evolving. And obviously Muscle Mag was a big Titan and Muscle Mag's no longer in business. Um, and then you were able to transition, um, you know, with the launch of, of Inside Fitness. How did that all take place? And was it kind of one led to the next or was it a show, slow progression that you had in your mind to be able to go from working for a publisher and then going into business for yourself? Well, I, I honestly didn't plan on starting my own magazine. You know, I, I, I worked at Muscle Mag and I loved the job. I didn't want to leave, but it was just, you know, timing was, I was turning 30. I wanted to become an associate publisher and, and you know, Bob didn't really want to offer me that position. So I started to, to look elsewhere. And one of my clients at the time offered me a job to come down to Arizona and work with them and do media brokering. Um, so Inside Fitness, I did that for about three months and it didn't work out with those guys because it was just too much. They were just too much into partying and all that. And I, uh, I had a couple of friends who came up to me, uh, Jeff Steinberg being one and Rich White. And they're like, hey, you should do a magazine. And I'm like, guys, like, you know, I said to Rich White, I said, I'll work for you. I mean, I'll definitely come work, you know, do something. But he's like, no, no, you should do your own magazine. And, and um, you know, it kind of made sense. He had said something to me. He's like, if you can get 20 advertisers, you know, that at that time, there was probably over 100. I mean, I was dealing with over at least 100 or so customers and uh, came up with the concept of Inside Fitness International. Uh, it wasn't actually even the Canadian magazine that I started off with that kind of came afterwards when Jeff said, hey, you should do a Canadian version. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? I mean, Canadian? You think there's a market for it? I mean, because I'd worked at Muscle Mag for eight years, building it up and being, even though it was a Canadian um, based publication, it was big in the States and there was no real Canadian fitness magazine. So there wasn't like someone I could look at and say, oh, I got to be, you know, Muscle Mag Canada. Yeah. I wanted to be something unique and, uh, you know, it was just some of those things where they kind of talked me into it. And then, you know, you, you, I didn't even make any serious commitments. When I first started uh, Inside Fitness, it was um, in my dining room. My buddies brought over their computers. You know, they, I didn't buy anything. I, I, I just bought them pizza. I mean, that was basically okay. it. And uh, I didn't even buy a printer. Like Crazy. we did the first one without even printing out papers. It was, it was just because I didn't know it was going to go anywhere. I wasn't quite sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you ever want to be an entrepreneur or did it just kind of come, come at you? Yeah, totally. I, I think I have, and I think it's another in your blood. And I've had people work for me in the past where I could tell, you know, you have to, I think you have to grind your teeth. You have to work somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, nowadays, some people could just come out of school or, you know, just start on YouTube, whatever it is. But I think if you want to like own a pizza shop, you should work there first. You know, and if you want to do something, you should learn the ins and outs and someone's going to pay you to learn. I mean, not, not just the good stuff, but the bad stuff. You know what I mean? I, I'd spent money for muscle mag that didn't work out, but it wasn't my money. And uh, I always had that bug. I think it was just having the balls to do it. Totally. Totally. So the pandemic hits about a year ago. Now, what changes at uh, inside fitness do you have to make to be still relevant in the market today? Well, I mean, I can tell you from the way we put the magazine together, not much had changed because we had worked remotely and we had set it all up. But uh, as a magazine itself, uh, last May, I was a little worried because some newsstands actually stopped carrying magazines for a brief period of time. And that was that was a bit scary. You know, I mean, I, I definitely wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. Um, and I ran an audible. I, I gave out free magazines through an online retailer. And then it kind of got me thinking about you know, and we did very well, actually, the, the, um, and I found out from my customers, they wanted print, they wanted to see the magazine 
you know, that was the only issue that we didn't put on newsstands. We just gave it out. We did print the copies and gave it out for free. But I mean, I, I had to, to make the changes. And I think just kind of being a little bit more um, careful with your dollar, you know, where you're spending it. And, you know, now it kind of lines up more with our vision and doing promotions. You know, there's a lot more. There's so much competition uh, online. And I want to talk about other magazines. It's just people in general. Everyone's getting the word out there. But having a brand for for 15 years and having credibility, I mean, that's the one thing I do think, you know, where if you play into it and you, I mean, it costs money. There's a lot of money spent. The information that we put on there is not bullshit. There's a lot of people online telling you to do this, do that, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, what are you to believe, you know, like, but a guy like me and, and who's invested money and time and putting the experts, I can't bullshit people. We're not trying to put stuff out there that will be you know, harmful or, or just beneficial to us. It's, it's stuff that we actually, you know, edit and research and, and all that stuff. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, to, you know, to give you credit, you've, you know, you've featured a lot of Canadian athletes over the years, you even featured myself back in the day in the magazine. Sure. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool. It, it, you know what it's, I give people like you credits because when I grew up, um, you know, in the, you know, 2000s kind of 2010 time, like it truly meant something to be published in a magazine and a print copy, being able to go down to the local, you know, shoppers or corner store and actually pick it up and see a physical print copy of a magazine. Um, yeah. And the way the magazine industry is going, I think there's going to be the next generation of, of actual, you know, fitness athletes and bodybuilders may not have that unless people like you continue to print physical magazines and those opportunities are becoming less and less, you know, day after day. Yeah, well, fitness will boomed during the pandemic. A lot more people are getting into fitness. So our newsstand sales were, were really good. Nice. And I won't lie to you. I mean, it did surprise me. Our hot fit issue is probably our biggest hot fit issue of all time. And uh, we sold tons of magazines. And, and, you know, I think that comes back to like, okay, great. You've got 50,000 followers on Instagram or 100,000 followers or even a million followers. Mm -hmm. But it's your own channel. You know what I mean? And it's not, it doesn't have the same credibility to, to get published in a magazine that's, you know, a group of people picking you out and saying, here's some real talent, as opposed to just having, you know, your own little channel or having your own channel. So, I mean, I'm kind of seeing that uh, the resurgence. I mean, I get I get hit up all the time and even from young people, people who, who I, I didn't expect to even know what magazines are. You know, I kind of figure people 35 plus would kind of know what a magazine really is. You know what I mean? If you're younger than that, I mean, I don't know what you're into, but but I think in the fitness world, especially, you know, bodybuilding and all that and being Canadian. You know, I, I always wanted, I always believed in it, you know, media, uh, Canadian media was always looked down upon and, and I wanted to change that. I wanted to, to look really cool. I wanted to look badass. We spent a lot of time on graphics design, you know, the best experts, the best cover models, not just Canadians. We did pull some of the biggest names in, in you know, in the world. And then to intertwine that with Canadians, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's one of the best feelings, you know, I won't lie to you. Yes. I like to make money. It's great to, to make profit and do all this stuff. But I love it when someone comes up to me and says, hey, you know, what? I've been reading this magazine for years. It's just, you know, it's an honor or a privilege to be in there. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to keep, you know, keep going as far as we can with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, it's definitely, you know, validation for sure and, and proof. And it's really something that, as you said, cements it, you know, from your peers, um, you know, that you are legitimate and credible. Um, you know, it's kind of keeping in that vein. A lot of my listeners here are, you know, first time competitors, people looking to get into the industry you know, athletes that have competed, um, you know, in a couple of shows, how should athletes interact with, you know, media outlets such as yourself, you know, in this, in this landscape today? 
Well, you know, if I, I think if, if you have a talent, if you look good, you know, you have to hustle, you have to, you know, interact with people, you know, unfortunately right now, you know, there's no shows, obviously. I mean, when they do start up, uh, I, I just love when people come up and say, hi, you know, I met Aaron Legend that way up in Ottawa. He came up to me and just said, hey, man, I, I think I can be in your magazine. I was like, oh, okay. I go, hey, man, you look good. You know, let's see what you can do. Um, nowadays, I mean, you got Instagram, you know, I, I, I don't mind when people hit me up on Instagram, but yeah, followed up with an email. Uh, typically, you know, like I said, if you've got photos or if you're going to go out, so if you look good and, and you're going to go do your thing, you know, go, go hustle, get some photos taken. You know, there was a time back in, yeah, in the muscle mag you know, time we would find people and, and they, okay, we're going to shoot you and all that, but it's kind of changed, you know, where now it's like, if you've got a talent, get the photos, get with a video person, get in front, you know, and keep going. Like you may do one and honestly, it may not turn out. Uh, we had a, we had a cover guy and he was, he wasn't really meant to be a cover guy, Mark, Mark Magna, you know, he was a football player. And, uh, the first time we, we actually shot with him, it didn't work. You know, the photos that I said to him, and it was really hard because here's a guy who had been on magazine covers and stuff, but I was just like, Mark, I don't, I don't feel these photos are the best to put out there, you know? And then the second time, uh, we got together and, and, you know, we made some magic happen and we had some really good issues. So I, that's what I would suggest to, to anyone, you know, watching and listening is, if you if you're you've got the look, you got to get out there. Definitely got to be you know aggressive without being abrasive. So make yourself known. Like, I have no problem saying, hey, you know, you know, hey man, this is this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm I live here. You know, I'm I, I think I could be in your magazine because you have to have that confidence. Think about it. I mean, what you're selling, you're not selling a product. You're you're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you can't sell yourself, you know, you have to have that. And I think a lot of the the celebrities that I've worked with, you know, they they look good. But what makes them special? You know, what makes them um, stand out? And you have to have that personality and be easygoing. You know what I mean? And not get offended if someone's like, well, I don't know if this is the right fit. You know, you can't take it too personal in that regard. You just got to keep going at it. For sure. Um, if, if you don't mind, let's just break down the process. So if someone reaches out to you and says, hey, I want to be in your magazine. What are the steps that they have to do after that to be able to be even considered for publication? Well, I mean, nowadays, what I would tell people is typically like I said, go out and get the photos, you know, or, or send me what you have. Uh, I will tell people, you know, can you write? I mean, the more you could bring to the table, the better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not saying it's, it's absolutely necessary, but I think that's one thing where, yes, YouTube and Instagram will separate some people because back in the day, it was a good looking model, but everything was written for them. You know, everything was given to them, you know, where you're just going to illustrate this. But now, if you actually have the ability to, you know, curate your own workouts and to offer advice and, you know, pass it on, I think that would, that adds up. So, I mean, you got to get your own photos, like I said, get your own videos, uh, your Instagram page, put stuff on there. I mean, it is nowadays, like that's the call, that's the card, you know, back in the day, you used to have those, those kits that they would send into you, you know, and it would be like, here's my photos and my glamour shots and my bio. But really, I mean, nowadays it's your social media. Totally, totally. How much is original content that's never been published? Um, what's the value or weight behind that you put into that when looking for uh, submissions to magazines? <laughs> I could tell you it's probably 99%, you know, if not, it used to be 100% with the pandemic, we had to go back and, and kind of use some photos from sets that weren't published, but the, the sets were published. Mm -hmm. Or we did, you know, reincarnate some articles just during the pandemic. But, but prior to that, and I think that's why we survived is that we did not regurgitate bullshit. You know, 
uh, when I did work at MuscleMag, and I mean, this is kind of prior to the internet or before the internet being big, they could write an article on fat loss and then recycle it five years later, just change some of the pictures where everything that we've done over the last 15 years, you know, like I said, 99% is original. It's, yeah. it's not easy to do. Not no, easy for to sure. do. But it's also good for athletes to know though, is like, if you do want to submit some photos, taking selfies, you know, or photos that you've done, you photo shoot your last show that you've already published to your, to your Instagram, you know, are no longer valid for submission to, um, you know, for a magazine publication. Yeah. We don't want to see stuff that's been used. I mean, it's great to have new content. I mean, you know, I, I still remember photos of like Lee Priest, you know, black and whites back in the day that caught my eye, you know, and, and I still remember that. And I still think there's some really good photos. I was just talking about Jamie Easton the other day, you know, and these were, these are people who, who shot well and, and definitely you got to keep, I mean, everyone's so quick to put things online and to get that like, you know, and I, and I have this problem sometimes with the hot fit, you know, I don't want your photos that have been out there. Yeah, they're great. But how am I supposed to sell a magazine when it's stuff that people have already seen? So you could you imagine out of those hundred girls, if you know, 50% or 70% of them had been seen, you're gonna be like, I saw this before. So I, I stress that, you know, a lot and, and hold on to them. So basically, what you do is you can hold on to them, hit up the magazine, you guys interested, sometimes, like I said, really say pass, or we'll be like, yeah, we, we are, but give us a little bit of time. And then, you know, once you kind of get a yay or nay, you can go ahead and put it online, but you got to take those chances. You know, you can't just, you know, you're going to go out and spend the money and shoot stuff and just put on Instagram right away and then expect me to pick it up. Like, no, no, thanks. For sure. I remember back in the day when I was submitting photos to you, what I did is I literally picked up the copy of your magazine, went to the table of contents, looked who the chief photographer was, looked at contributing photographers. Yeah. And so then when I was prepping for a show, I was booking photo shoots with those photographers that have previously had a relationship with you and worked with you. And so for me, I think that's the most you know logical way where if you have somebody, a free, aka photographer that is going to be producing the final you know, images. And of course, there's a whole legal side to this as well about release, um, you know, release of images and, and all those things that come along that people don't realize just because you do a photo shoot doesn't mean that you actually own those images or you have the commercial rights to those images. So maybe just walk people through the process where if they have a photo shoot with a photographer, what do they need to provide to you for you to be able to use those images in a, an actual publication? Well, you know, it, it can be complicated depending on who you're dealing with. But I mean, essentially for what we need, we just need permission from the photographer and, and they need to have the model release. So, yeah, if you're going to go pay someone to take your photos, uh, you know what you're signing up for. Make sure, you know, it's not stock images and stuff like that, too. You know, I mean, you got to be careful uh, and what you know they're going to do with these photos. Uh, but yeah, I mean, typically, I mean, we've been around for so long. We've dealt with so many different characters and so many, you know, photographers that we know what we're looking for but as long as it's it's like i said the release is set up it's you know as, as simple as that those are basic releases awesome awesome um you know as you said it's 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 really um i think about keeping that content original keeping it relevant but then from the athlete standpoint as well i think the more that they can do for themselves um, you know, in terms of, of a partnership and a relationship, obviously with, with you as a, as a publisher will allow them to have longevity, you know, and be able to continue to be relevant. I think, um, the way athletes need to look at, you know, these media outlets is it has to be a win-win for both sides and not just a one way, here's my photo and I'm done. Um, you know, like let's talk about, you know, we talked about social media being your, your Instagram being your new resume, um, 
how much does that play into you know, your decision as to who you publish? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Facebook, you know, when we kind of started the magazine in uh, 2005, the end of 2005, I incorporated Facebook had just kind of begun. I was on it and it was, it was pretty damn cool because prior to that, like I said, you'd, you'd have just photographers, you know, and now it's like anyone, especially with the phones, you could take your own photos, you could see stuff and it makes it a little bit challenging because there's lots of filters and stuff like that too. I mean, if you're going to uh, put photos up there, I mean, we're not dumb, you know, we, we do know what filters look like. I would strongly say, you don't want to really misrepresent yourself too much. You know, it's okay to, you know, people think that we Photoshop the, you know, the heck out of things and, and we really don't, you know what I mean? There's certain things that we will touch up, but I'm, I'm definitely not trying to touch up too many things. So Using your social media platform, Instagram, I mean, even TikTok nowadays, people are using that. And, and Facebook still, I mean, it still has, it's, it's now for typically older people, but we will go on there to see what, what people have. And I think just having a range, you know, like even normal, just normal photos. I do want to see normal stuff, you know, state, if you're a competitor, if you have a state shot, that's great. Um, and then professional photos and then just normal photos of you hanging out with your friends where we get an idea of, of your look. Cool. Very cool. I mean, I'm sure you've seen, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of athletes come and go in this industry. Would you have any advice for anybody that wants to get into the industry? Yeah, I guess the, uh, the biggest advice I would have is, is you got to stick with it. You know, like the doors closed on me many times and, and uh, we try to be as nice as we can with people. But if you truly believe that you have a talent, and you think other people should see it, you have to stick with it because it's not going to very, very rarely have I seen someone just like come out of the blue and get published all over the place. Typically, you know, you, your rejection is, it's going to, it's going to help you. So you got to stay motivated. Uh, and I think it's great if you've got friends around you who support you, you know what I mean? Like I think just running any business, if you think of yourself, you know, as a fitness athlete, as a business, you got to stick with it. And I think that that's probably the key thing, you know, and, and just, just keep going at it and ask questions. And if you don't know, ask people, you know, what's, there's no harm, you know, it's free advice. Like I have no problem when people ask me like, Hey, how can I do, should I do this? Should I do that? You know, why not? I mean, I'll, I'll try and offer as much you know input as I possibly can. And, and it's up to them to listen. And I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I make it a little bit hard for people to, you know, I, if I'm going to invest time and money into putting them into a magazine, I want to make sure that they actually are going to do stuff, that they're going to promote it. I mean, that's the other thing too. I'm not looking for someone who has a million followers, but do your part. You know what I mean? Like do your part. If someone's going to help you out, like, you know, we're not charging you for, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not trying to profit like that. Yeah. We sell magazines, but no one's getting rich off selling magazines like that nowadays. You know, I strongly suggest the basics, you know, please thank you having manners. And then, being a promoter, you know, I love it when people promote the magazine, even years after it's gone, you should be proud of it. And, and it, it goes a long way with me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, you've given a ton of advice to my listeners. I want to throw it back to you and give you some value back. Let's talk about your new business venture that you launched fitdeals.ca. Yes. How did yes. that happen? How did that start? Yeah, fitdeals.ca. So I, I had actually registered that domain name about five years ago, and I'd worked uh, on Muscle Mag's e-commerce. It was called eMuscle Mag back in uh, 2000. So I always kind of had it in me, and and obviously I was sitting here with lots of time. I used to travel, you know, 
incredible amount of incredible amounts of time. So I just kind of thought, what can I do? You know, what could I do here that makes sense? You know, I, I do want to do more. It's not like I said, I was going to expand having more magazines. And one of my friends was saying, Hey, you know what? Yet again, Jeff Steinberg was saying, you should, you should do this. And I said, you know, Jeff, I don't know. I mean, I, I it's a lot more work. How am I going to do this, that, those typical type, you know, types of questions. And, and what I usually do is I just start calling around some of my buddies, contacts in the industry. And I kind of threw the idea out there. You know, initially I wanted to just launch it as like a deal website. But uh, the one thing that I learned uh, after talking to reps of different companies and, and people is that, you know, a lot of these online retailers, they could, they could sell you the same stuff and it's just like price oriented. Where we're trying to offer, you know, some more value add. Uh, we're going to have lots of contests, promotions. We're actually doing photo shoots coming up soon with Arsenic for people to be in the ads for fit deals. Uh, and a lot of the content that we were creating for Inside Fitness will be pumped through on fit deals. So yeah, it was just, you know, it was an idea of like started off, but now, you know, we have almost, I think almost 50 brands on, on the website and um, it's doing, it's doing quite well. We kicked it off with the hot fits. We, we've got a lot of women uh, went out and, and bought the magazines. Now they're coming back buying a lot of the protein stuff, like protein snacks, protein bars, uh, it's been, it's been really, really cool. And I'm, and I'm, I'm still learning. Like it's, it's rolling into this for three months. And I mean, online, I mean, Shopify, it's great. It's, it's actually kind of funny because I just showed up, like I just showed up, we kicked it off in December, January really started. And since since we started actual big websites have changed their whole look. Some of them actually copied us exactly like use the same type of template, which you know, it's very flattering to me. I, I can't believe it. Like these guys have been around for like 20 years and then I just show up in a couple of months into it. I've already disrupted the market. And, and, and trust me when I say you're going to get good deals, uh, lots of samples, like anyone who's competed in any of my shows who have dealt with me, they kind of know where I'm going to go with this. And, you know, a couple of the big guys are a little bit scared. I don't know why. I mean, as far <laughs> as we're just trying to do our thing and, and yeah. we're just putting it out there, but yeah, definitely value and information and, you know, like I said, we do a lot of experts and, and we're going to connect with the vendors and with, uh, with, you know, people as much as we possibly can. Really cool. Really cool. Let's, uh, let's just, you know, let's wrap it up. Let's let people know where they can connect with you both on the muscle and, or sorry, on the inside fitness side, as well as the fit deal side as well. Yeah. So, uh, Instagram is a, is a good place to connect and follow us and it's inside underscore fitness. And then we've got fitdeals.ca is the Instagram handles. That's probably the best place. And then obviously fitdeals.ca is the website and, uh, insidefitnessmag.com. If you guys go check it out, I'll appreciate, I'll even offer your, your listeners and viewers a discount. If anyone messages me, I'll send them a discount code. Awesome. Awesome. Really appreciate that. Terry. Always selling, right? For sure. <laughs> It was an absolute awesome. pleasure, man. Try to do my thing. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, I wish you all the best. Hopefully we can have you back again on a future episode to dive a little bit deeper. What it was, you know, great to have you on for the first time on the Physique Business Podcast. I really appreciate it and hope we can connect soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome. All right. The episode is over. I hope you got a tremendous amount of value from it. If you could do me a favor and subscribe up on Apple podcast, as well as Spotify, be greatly appreciated. If you did like the episode, you can leave us a review on Apple podcast. This is a influential sports production. It is a original production and we have new episodes coming weekly.